0: With D.P. and J. on and The Ticket and the
1: Man, I would like to say, sometimes y'all miss out on not being here during the breaks. Jay Foreman. Professor Foreman was in his bag, but we want to break into it because this is what we were talking about. That I asked him this question that we'll add a third team that could pick from both of these two teams, call them the fighting foreman's and allow Jay Foreman to go through and choose which of the two situations from either team he would prefer that he would choose for the fighting foreman's take the field with. And we started with the critical position of quarterback. And we don't know, we can't forecast two weeks into the health of of Patrick Mahomes. We can only take him as he is. And then Jalen hurts and what he showed up as yesterday. Jay Foreman, Which quarterback do you take for the sake of winning this game? Who's going to
0: without a doubt Patrick Mahomes, and that's nothing against Jalen Hurts. Um, Patrick Mahomes obviously has the the pedigree. Um, He's played well. Obviously, he's shown you he can play well with his back against the wall um, with injuries. He didn't blink, and you know he's the best quarterback in the league. Um, Now Jalen Hurts is a sending player. And time will tell, but, you know, and, and I mean, you can't go wrong because I think they're the two, you know, best guys or two of the best guys, but I'm going to go to win a Super Bowl. I'm going to Patrick Mahomes.
1: Like it's, it's for what's going to be done. And then I'll ask the question secondary to that. Which of the, those quarterbacks have the easiest task in their opponents? From a matchup standpoint, what's going to be asked of them what they're going to have to do, what each quarterback is going to have to do to be successful against the opposing defense. And we'll save front seven for starters. So Mahomes versus the Eagles defense, what's he going to face and what's going to be his issue?
0: Well, I mean, look, the pass rush just jumps off the, off the charts and or just their defensive line. I mean, they're, first of all, Philly is extremely physical, okay? Um, and so is Kansas City, you know, quiet as kept. Don't, don't sleep, they're physical too. But I think Philly's defensive line is is a harder task for Patrick Mahomes, but just because of the the depth and the variety of players that you have to face, you gotta think you you know Hassan Reddick you know is a, should be up for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, then you got Brandon Graham, who seems like he's been there forever. Then you got Sweat, and then you got Fletcher Cox, who's possibly if he has a like a really really good couple years, he might you know depending you know. He's down the, the road, yeah, for Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then you got the House of Spears and Linville Joseph. You know, just hanging out there to come beat you up. So now they can they can bully you as far as strength up the middle and depth, and they have multiple passers. So Patrick Mahomes has a huge the the harder task, you know, based on just those guys because they cover up and make the second level of Philly a lot better than they actually are, and they have excellent uh secondary at all two levels that means corners nickels and safety play um now i think there's there's there, there's their deep safeties they don't tackle as well so i'm sure andy Reid is going to focus on that but it's hard to really focus on that when you got guys just breathing down your neck i mean the way that they beat san francisco up front um especially in the interior and you know sometimes well first of all san francisco i think out, out, uh, scheme themselves. There's no way in the world you're paying all these offensive tackles tens and 20 millions of dollars. Why are you having a counter action not once, not twice, but three times? Him trying to block Hassan Reddick off the edge is literally asking for you know, they told the you first
1: time this ain't gonna work, right? He told and you second you, time this yeah. ain't gonna work.
0: Well, the third time you hard headed, and that's what happens. And so, um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how. Andy Reid and and, and, and Spagnolia, you know, goes about this uh, this two weeks because you know they got two other better coaches that had the experience of getting ready for big games um, and and shutting. It. First of all, Spagnolia has done a really good job at times shutting down high-powered offenses. People don't realize that he was a Giants defensive coordinator. Um, you know, both times they beat the Patriots. Um, so and he's obviously Kansas City as well. So he's he's a guy that knows what he's doing. He uh, I think he cut his teeth at at Philly early on. Um, so he's a Philly guy as well. So they, they got pride on the line and, um, but Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the offense of Kansas city do have their work cut out for them though.
1: Let's go to, to the running back position. What are we working with, with, with Casey and Philly?
0: You got two of the guys are the same. I think, uh, they both, you know, have two, you know, Miles Sanders had a really good year last year. It was decent this year. Um, not as consistent, but I think with the emergence of Jalen Hurts and, and the two receivers that and and, and Goddard, their tight end, that kind of takes away from his carry. So I don't think it is anything that you know him personally is just opportunities were less less. Excuse me. Um, and then I think the emergence of uh, Pachinko at uh, Kansas City has really really helped him. He he you know he was behind the law firm. Uh, he got law firm got hurt. He took over, and a sneaky good pickup was McKinnon getting healthy because he gives them versatility, right? That's not that maybe Philly doesn't have because he can run wide receiver routes. So that means you could have uh technically 22 personnel in with both of the Kansas city starting running backs in, but then you can split him out in, in the slot and he's a huge matchup problem, even for strong safeties and he has excellent hands. And so Kansas city down the stretch of this season, I think he went on a four or five game streak of scoring at least one touchdown. Um, and McKinnon so I think Kansas City might have a slight edge um but I think the Eagles are just as good because they have depth you know they got Scott that can come in um they got 14 who's kind of emerged himself as kind of Pachenko S right mm-hmm. change the pace but he tries to run physical and he got Sanders so but they both got two good offensive lines I probably say the the um Lane Johnson coming back probably is the biggest reason. I know Jalen Hurts is coming back, but I think Johnson, Lane Johnson coming back is probably the biggest reason for Philly being as dominant as they are right now because he's a dude. The
1: the receiver groups, and you have to be specific when you talk about this,
0: that, that Kelsey
1: is the receiver group for Kansas City in its best, highest form. So you got to consider tight ends in this space. But what the Eagles do with their receivers and their tight ends and the expectation of what they do – which group pops as as they're going to have some advantage? Is is Kelsey enough to make KC's receiving group the top group in the game?
0: Yeah, I don't know if he is, but dang near close. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a problem. Uh, he's a problem for anybody to cover, including corner. Best
1: receiver on the field.
0: He's a guy that I would pick number one. Um. Lot, and that's saying a lot because those two yeah. dudes that Philly got are a real deal. Yeah. And the Philly's got it, got it, it, it who's a great tight end as well. But Travis Kelsey's on another level mm-hmm. um, because there's corners out there that go to the Pro Bowl that can't cover him. Um, so because you got to think last year in the playoffs, I, guess, I think he went against Ward, the, the Pro Bowl t- uh, cornerback. Kelsey gave him some Ginsus and that opened the game up. So, But I think that Philly has depth-wise as far as, look, you got two number one receivers. A pro bowl tight end, um
1: running back second catch, running backs of the that back second
0: catch. So I think Philly has the edge. But what Kansas City does is different, right? They don't lean on two guys outside. They lean on a multitude of guys. It's almost like everybody's gonna we, everybody's gonna get theirs, but we're gonna see who gets hot. And they and really when they were adding guys in the off, off season after they lose Tyreek Hill, right? um Scantley and all the you know those guys kinda under the right, Juju uh, Juju Smith, right? They weren't like big names, but they always fit a role. Right? There was a couple games this year Juju got off. You seen Scantley yesterday. They had Hardman, he's had a couple big games. Then they picked up Tony after he got released and they kind of, you know, got him going. Now he's a matchup problem. So then they drafted uh Sky Moore, who's done some good things in the return game. Obviously had a huge return, but then also and, you know, catching some – you know, so then the depth there is what they're trying to do. So you don't know who you got. And they're all different type of pod, or bod, body types and skill, skill types. So with that, Kansas City can cause some matchup problems because they can target one person and say, we need you to be spectacular today. And if that happens, then the, the, the weight of, you know, you know, going from, you know, the Philly having an advantage, then it's more even. Because you got to figure Travis. Travis Kelsey can do whatever he you know he can he can they can run some screens for him if they can run wide receiver screens for him because he's really good at running after the catch. He's can be short area. He can be your emergency guy. Uh, he can catch in traffic. So he's a matchup problem. If he, if you try to double Travis Kelsey, you're Andy Re- yeah, Andy Reid will scheme up something yeah. to to take advantage of your weaknesses. So it's going to come down to like it always does in these big games, you know, who who does better on third down, who tackles what better, um, and that's going to be huge. Who who recognizes the the tendencies, that re, you know, earlier in the game and, um, you know, makes the other teams adjust, and you got to be ready for it. And, you know, both teams have a little bit of weaknesses, but not much. They're both well-to-coached teams. Um, you know, Philly, you know, Philly's coach embodies Philly. He's, a you know, the younger guy, you know, likes to talk about toughness, brash, kind of straightforward. He ain't backing down from anybody. Um, you saw it when they, you know, they went down and beat Indianapolis. And, you know, Frank Wright kind of, you know, <laughs> Frank Wright had hired him at Indy and then he got the job. So he shot he shot Indy the bird. Um, so he lets you know that he's, you know, he's, he, he's a guy that can get guys to rally around him. You've seen the team, right? And, and they really, really, you know, really, really like him and they really play for him. And then Andy Reid's the same. I mean, and, and so both of these coaches do one thing. Well, They you can tell that they communicate clearly and effectively with their players. Um, and they care he, they care about their players. You can just tell with how they interact with them. And
1: and, and the players care about them. Right.
0: So it's a reciprocated relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when they're out there, it's not, you know, oh, you work for me. And, yeah, you know, business as usual. They're, do what I say. Yeah. Give me what I need. They're they're in nope, together. I got you, coach. Right. And I so, got you. I mean, and they and they have humility as well. they were talking about the uh, Phillies coach, where you know his first press conference, he looked he didn't look too good, right? Because I mean, that's a lot of pressure to get up in the Philly media, right? Oh boy! But then, as the season went on, you know, he did better. So he showed it to the team and said, "Look, I didn't start. We didn't. St- we all didn't start out on the right foot, but look where we are now. We in this together. So that lets you know that he's able to in the time of." high intensity anxiety getting ready for the nfc championship he can dummy it down to get on a level of players Hey, look when you're out there tomorrow i know i ain't there with you but i am and Ooh. so that's what that's what's uh you know that's that's huge in this situ- i mean i've never been able to be blessed to be that far in the playoffs but i can i i mean obviously i've been on enough winning teams that you you know the difference between winning and losing
1: what city does this mean the most to
0: uh, I mean, both 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 cities would tell each <laughs> right, like uh, yeah, two but, different fan base. Well, you right? but you get you get to, you, got, you get to you call got, it from you, from twenty thousand feet. You, you got right? Philly fans, right? You know, <laughs> I think it was either Philly or Cleveland. Which one was where the guy ate the horse poop? Was that Philly when they won it the first time? Oh, good heavens! Please, yeah, tell well, you me. know they did. I think it was Philly. It was either Philly or Cleveland after the the the. Was it? Oh, that was the Eagles. Yeah, it was the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Eagles. Like, got that should have been a trivia. trivia
1: question. Which fan base yeah, would it. eat horse poop for he a ate Super Bowl it at win? The, at the parade. <laughs>
0: so, but then you got Kansas City fans that have come in and started, and it's kind of been building, right? You got to think Kansas City. They had some really, really great teams. Yeah. When Dick Vermeil was there with Priest Holmes and those guys, and they were so close. Yeah, they
1: they right? fought over Vermeil like rights to Vermeil too, right? But then, like, uh,
0: but then they also had you know they had good teams when Herm Edwards is there. Yeah, and then they went through a little lull, right? And had to, then they got lucky with Andy Reid, and then Andy Reid instantly turned them around with Alex Smith, and then they were like, oh, you don't want this generational quarterback? We're gonna bring him here, send him down for a year, and then we're gonna get rid of the guy that won fifteen games and replace him with somebody better and now they're so I don't know who it would mean more to but both of them act like they run the world right now. Yeah, and
1: I would say the Philly Philly Philly, Philly was just in the World Series. Right? And they have expectation if, if Philly, of being Philly, in, Philly, in the NBA if, finals. Like if they Philly
0: wins, if Philly wins, the Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers has so much pressure and if if Philly wins they think they're the sports mecca of the whole Oh, library. they're going
1: to reclaim it, and it's they're going to stand yeah. on the bridge to oh. to Pittsburgh and finger wave and look down at D.C. and stick their tongue out. I,
0: I mean, in Philly. I, I remember <laughs> we, we played out in Philly one time, and we're driving. You, and this is when – this is at their old stadium. So, you park underneath. Like, you go kind of oh. like – and it was like – I don't know if it was beer coming out of there, but it was like water. That, that
1: was yellow yeah, water. Yeah, that so was they, not beer, yeah. Jay Foreman. And they had beat us. <laughs> Bigger worse than Boulder? That was not beer. So we were <laughs> leaving. So, you
0: leave and you take a right and you kind of go up and kind of get on field level because you, you leave from down under. So we're And then you're stuck in traffic, right? First of all, you lose the Philly and it wasn't a great game because when I was in Houston. And so, I'm just sitting, you know, in my seat next to the window. You look over. I mean, this kid had to be six years old, eight years old at the most, with his dad, right, at a game. And they're, you know, they're, you know, giving us all the business. Mm. He tapped, <laughs> tapped his kid on the shoulder and was like, do it. He shot us all the birds. Oh, I and have. Then, and then <coughs> all the fans around the kid. Cheered him. Cheered him.
1: They cheered him on because, you know, boy. Yeah.
0: Atible. start him young you're
1: done good you're done good he was, he was
0: probably, <laughs> and you know who he is now you know who he is now <laughs> he was the guy that was giving uh J- joey bosa all the all the business before he was going to watch yeah
1: yeah i look man i
0: <laughs> and dang that san Francisco's <sighs> defense line got thrown out the club oh man i yeah, don't they i d was expired
1: like they just they, they were offended that they even tried to get in the club
0: sixty eight Ragdoll Nick bosa Like You Like you did something Like you Like you You know
1: how dare you come to my yeah, club with know, no calves? Yeah, no calves. <laughs> You don't have any working calf muscles. Why would you come and dare, – how dare you well, offend me? Yeah, I remember
0: him? when you were talking about Colton man. <laughs> just, I, I ain't never he, laughed he so he hard. Never, man. Ain't never, I ain't never yeah, laughed so yeah,
1: hard. Yeah, man. You, did you do squats? <laughs> did you miss every squat day? Um, we would throw it to break when we come back. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk about Dang. these head coaches because there's two to talk about, the personas of these cities – Ah, personified. We will talk more about the Eagles head coaches and the Chiefs head coaches when we come back to old school.